Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2022 Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Metro DC chapter of the Association for Talent Development. And I'm Leticia Niago, the 2022 President-Elect. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Hupka, and I am a chapter past president as well as a member of the pod squad here at Metro DC ATD. We also have Helena Hodges, Vice President of Finance and Operations, as our producer. For this episode, we're interviewing a world-renowned entrepreneur, publisher, speaker, author of five books, and the founder and CEO of Advantage Media Group. Welcome, Adam. Chris and the entire crew at Metro DC, it is such a great pleasure to be with you. Oh, thank you. Now, before we jump into our topic of write a book to promote your brand and find purpose, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Yeah, so I am uh, probably like a lot of your listeners. I am an entrepreneur and a business owner, and uh, I'm an author as well. And I've, I've got to tell you that no child grows up wanting to be a book publisher. <laughs> and, and that was definitely true with me. Uh, when I was in high school, I had uh, what was good luck that I didn't really know was good luck at the time. And uh, I did an internship for a publishing company. And uh, I had a great experience. I learned how books were created, how books were made, how books were marketed and sold. And then I went off to college and never really thought much about it again. And uh, as I was about to graduate from college, a mentor of mine uh, who had written a number of books, um, these books had really made him almost a celebrity in his community. They had, they had made him a household name. And uh, he was telling me that, you know, Adam, every entrepreneur, every CEO should be the author of a book. Because when you write the book on the topic, people see you as the expert. And he said, Adam, you need to go start a company helping entrepreneurs and business owners write and publish their own books. And I looked at him and I said, what in the world do I know about any of this? And he said, Adam, you've spent the last two summers uh, working for a publishing company. You know more than 99.999% of all people about this topic, you, my friend, are qualified. (laughs) And it was a great lesson, uh, whether you think you can or you can't, you are right. And I just didn't have the self-confidence at the time to go out and start a business of my own without this kind little push and shove from my mentor. And so that was in 2005. And uh, since that time, Advantage Forbes Books has grown to become one of the largest independent business book publishers in the world. And today we help entrepreneurs and CEOs and business leaders. We help them share their stories, their passion, their knowledge in the form of a book. And then we really help them use that book as a tool to not only market and position themselves as experts and thought leaders, but to really help them use that book to 
no pun intended, book the business <laughs> and, and use it to grow their business and, and get new clients. Yeah. Well, and writing a book is a big project, right? One that can be intimidating to most individuals considering it or all, shall we say. <laughs> but before we get into some of those roadblocks and how to overcome them, like intimidation, can you share some of the benefits for why specifically talent development professionals professionals should consider writing one? I know we talked about credibility, but can we go into even more of the benefits? Yeah. So anybody that is in the business of talent development is, ob- is obviously an expert, right? If, if you weren't an expert, you, weren't, you would not be in the role or position that you're in. And that means that you know a lot about a very specific topic, which is growing people, developing people, helping them become a better version of themselves. And so in truth, probably every single member in the Metro DC chapter has enough expertise, has enough content to write a book, whether they think they can or whether they think they can't. So why would someone be wise to consider doing this? Well, as you mentioned, it gives you a tremendous amount of authority. It gives you a tremendous amount of credibility. It gives you a tremendous amount of expertise. Uh, That's probably obvious, but it's worth repeating because those three currencies are very, very important if you're going to be effective in your role training and developing people. But in addition to that, it's also a way for you to codify your philosophy or your beliefs about the training and development of people. Uh, In fact, probably many of you have systems or processes that you take your clients or your team through when it comes to growing and developing. And so in many ways, a book is your thesis. A book is a way for you to share that process or that system, which could be your intellectual property. It's a way to eloquently share that with the world. And and when you do that, what you'll find is it's going to open up a lot of doors for you. Uh, It's going to open up doors probably to speak. It's going to open up doors to be a guest on podcasts or on radio or television programs. Uh, It's going to be a magnet that will attract and open new doors with clients and with prospective clients. Um, So at the end of it all, when you share your stories, your passion, your knowledge with the world in the form of a book, it's actually the best thing that you could possibly do for yourself to open up new doors and new opportunities. And you do it all with a spirit of service which is you are sharing your knowledge with others to help them. And what a great one-two punch. You can share what you know to help people, and that can open up doors to help you grow your business. It's a pretty good outcome. Yeah, I love that. Not just open doors, but uh, well, part of opening doors, increasing your earning power too. Absolutely right. (laughs) Makes you more in demand. Yes, Love it. (laughs) Okay. So let's get onto the roadblocks then. What are the main roadblocks when writing a book and what are some suggestions for overcoming them? 
Where to begin? Oh, <laughs> top three, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because I've got about three hundred. Uh, well, let's start with number one, and that is I just don't have time to write a book. Yeah. Um, in many cases, you know, look, we barely have enough time to get enough emails out during the day, and that's only you know a hundred to two hundred words. Like, how in the world are we going to write a 20 or a 30 or a 40,000 word book? Uh, that is the biggest roadblock. And let me give all of your listeners a very valuable tip. And that is that we speak five to 10 times quicker than we write. And so if you're going to write a book on your own and you sit down and just start typing, you're going to get that blank screen <laughs> of death really, really quick. However, if you start talking about what you know, what you're passionate about, the way that you would train or develop a team or a person, in most cases, you could talk about that for probably hours at a time. And so I have always been an advocate that for many, this idea of talking your book as opposed to writing your book is a really smart idea. Now, it's not like you just talk and that immediately and easily just turns into a book. (laughs) It's unfortunately not quite that simple. Three hours and you're published. (laughs) Right. But the big idea is that if you're trying to get content on paper, talking your book is actually a very effective way to get the raw material, the raw content into written form. So that is probably the biggest roadblock is I I just don't have the time. You know, the second roadblock is, well, how in the world do I do this, right? Do do I self-publish the book on my own? Do I get an agent and try to find a traditional publisher? You know, would I work with a hybrid publisher like Adam's company? And the answer is it, it really all depends on your own unique situation and what the outcomes of the book are that you desire. And obviously we don't have enough time to answer all those questions, unfortunately on today's podcast, but, but navigating the process would be another one of those roadblocks. Uh, and then the final roadblock, uh, at least in terms of the big three is, well, you know, what do I do with the book? Right. Okay. I've got this beautiful book, but, but now what? Um, and, and I will tell you that, that the best way uh, to use a book is not necessarily selling copies in a bookstore or even out of the trunk of your car. In fact, the best way to use a book is to use it to build your authority, to build your credibility, to make you more in demand, to charge higher fees. You know, it gives you pricing power and something called price elasticity. Um, so really, the best way to make money with a book is not by selling books, but to use the what we call authority halo that comes with authorship effectively. And uh, I wrote a book a number of years ago. It was titled Book the Business, How to Make Big Money with Your Book Without Selling a Single Copy. And I, I wrote that book because in their lifetime... The average book published in the United States sells less than 2,000 copies. 
And, you know, an author at best makes a couple dollars per book when they sell it. So you're not going to get rich selling books. But if you do it right, you really can use a book as a strategic tool to open doors, to grow your business, um, and to position yourself as one of the top training and development professionals in your field. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I've actually used mine to get speeches, you know, and, and book work. Uh, I don't, I don't even care if I sell any like on Amazon. <laughs> it's just, it's to get that work and to, to increase that earning power. Yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely right. And, and most successful authors, their success actually comes not from the number of copies they sold, but from how they leverage their book into other opportunities. Yeah. So now well, hopefully we've convinced, convinced some of those listeners that were on the fence that they have to write a book. So what do you recommend to start? I know you talked about talking it through. Like I actually use, I love that you say that because I use Dragon naturally. Um, yes. But yeah, so what would, what would like a first step be for them to take? Yeah. So one of my um, favorite authors is, is Stephen Covey and Stephen Covey uh, in The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, I think it was habit number two, which is begin with the end in mind. And it's really apropos for this discussion, because if you want to write and publish a book, you do have to begin with the end in mind. And, and here's the question that I want you to answer. Imagine I were to help you write and publish your book. And six months after your book has been published, you and I are having lunch. And I say to you, Chris, has your book been successful? Was it worth doing? What are the measuring sticks that you'll use to determine and define success? And the reason that's such an important question for every potential author to answer is because ultimately, that is what you need to work around, right? You need to build a book that helps you achieve those objectives. Now, the other piece of advice that I'm going to give all of your listeners is bait the hook to suit the fish, not the fisherman. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, what in the world does that mean? <laughs> uh, and here it is in plain English. Most authors make the mistake of writing the book that they want to write. You know, th this is the book they've always dreamed of writing. And the better thing to ask is, what is the problem that's keeping my target customer awake at night that I have a solution for? And that really is the book that you need to write. Because at the end of the day, if the title and subtitle of your book, if the topic don't immediately grab the people you're trying to influence, nobody's going to pay attention. Nobody's going to buy the book, pick up the book, or really care what it is that you have to say. And, and you're creating a book to create influence, right? To, to educate, to help people. And so the best way to educate and help people is to solve the problems that are keeping them awake at night. I love it. That's awesome advice. 
Now, earlier you had mentioned uh, the three different publishing options, and and you said it, it depends, right, on an individual. But could you just briefly summarize those options again, and maybe share your your thoughts on each one? I'd love to. Uh, Self publishing is where you do everything well by yourself, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, as the name implies, right? So, in most cases, you're writing the book. On, on your own, uh, you're probably going out and hiring an independent editor to edit it for you. Um, you're finding a graphic designer who will do your cover and do your interior layout. You're sourcing the printing yourself. Um, you know, today with technology, you could create your own seller account on Amazon. Um, there's a program called Amazon Advantage. Um, where you can sell the books yourself. But essentially, self-publishing by definition is you're managing everything on your own. And the pros of self-publishing are um, it's the most cost-effective way to do it. Uh, You can do it really, really quick, as fast as you want to move. And you have full control and you own all the rights to your intellectual property. Now, the, the downsides are... You've got to figure it all out on your own so so you don't have a professional team to support you. Uh, Number two, if if you cut corners um, and you self-publish the book and it looks self-published, then then you can actually hurt your credibility more than any help that you were hoping to get. So you you don't want to create a bad-looking book because that'll actually hurt you. And then obviously, there's limited distribution, right? You're not going to be able to get your book into bookstores and airport bookstores and and places like that. Um, The other model on the complete other side of the spectrum is, of course, traditional publishing. And traditional publishing means that you've got to have a topic and probably a name that's big enough where a traditional publisher would say, hey, we're, we're willing to give you a check. We're going to give you money up front to buy the rights to your book. And we're going to publish it. And we believe we can sell so many copies that we'll not only make the money back that we gave you on the front end, but we'll make money long thereafter as well. And you know that's a really big bar to be able to cross. And, you know, celebrities are able to cross that bar because they're household names. Um, People that have created and written best-selling books in the past can typically cross that bar. Um, Or, you know, if you're the CEO of Google, you know, even if I don't know who you are, you're the CEO of Google, so I do know who you are. Um, And so that's something that usually gets you over that bar. Um, the pros of that, of course, is that there's no money that has to come out of your own pocket, typically. Uh, and obviously, you have the professional support of a publishing company. But the, the negative is it takes a long time. This is probably a two to three year process. Uh, the publisher is going to own the rights to your intellectual property, which is something that a lot of authors aren't comfortable with. And then largely... If you don't make your advance back for the publisher, you know, you're really not going to actually make that much money on the back end. So, so those are some of the cons. And then, of course, hybrid publishing, 
which is what Advantage Forbes Books is, we take the best of both worlds and put them together. It's as if self-publishing and traditional publishing had a child. And, um, you know, what that means is that typically you as the author are going to make a financial investment on the front end. It's as if you are hiring a team that is going to help you create a beautiful book. And that team can include ghostwriters and editors and professional designers. And then as a hybrid publisher, we manage all of the printing and all of the distribution. And we help get your book into bookstores. And we have a PR and media team that can get you publicity for your book. Uh, And like self-publishing, you own the rights and we can move really, really fast. So I'm very, I'm very genuine when I say it's not as if one or the other is better. It's all situational uh, depending upon the individual author. I, I didn't know all that. That was awesome. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to it. And, yeah. and listen, why do a lot of authors never become authors? Because they are overwhelmed with figuring out how in the world they're going to do this. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea there were so many different nuances. This has been really fascinating to learn about. Although we want to switch gears now, you have given us a lot of great information. And I've got a page of notes now that I get to go back through. But our time with you is not quite up yet. We are now at what I think may be my favorite part of each episode. This is the rapid fire question part of the episode. Uh oh. Yeah, you you are at the right place now. At the end of every episode, we like to ask our guest five rapid fire style questions with each question taking no more than about 60 seconds to answer. So what do you say, Adam? Are you ready for a little rapid fire? I'm ready. I've been born ready for this. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll also accept ready as I'll ever be as a good answer. But, you know, I'm actually really excited about the first question we have for you. Give us one book that all talent development professionals must read and why. Oh, my God. Um, I have so <laughs> many books that I, I could give you. you. Uh, but I will give you one. Uh, yeah. And it is The Power of TED. And it's not the TED that most people are thinking of, which, of course, are the really cool 10, 12-minute videos. Um, It is the empowerment dynamic, the power of TED, and TED stands for the empowerment dynamic. It is one of the most important and influential books that I've ever read as a leader. And I believe everybody in the talent development field uh, needs to read and be very familiar with that book and probably teach its principles uh, to the folks that they are leading and coaching and developing. That is a great suggestion. I've jotted that one down. That sounds fantastic. All right. Your next question. Give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using. Well, you're going to laugh with what I'm about to say because I'm cheating a little bit because it probably isn't recent. I've been using this for a number of years, but it is probably one of the most important tools for me as a leader and as someone who commits to lifelong learning. 
And, and then I'm going to give you a little super secret trick. Okay. All right. Uh, so the tool is audible and you're uh-huh. probably like, wah, wah, you know, come, nope, not come, at all. Come Good on, choice. Good Adam. choice. Can't you do better than that? But here, <laughs> here is the stealth super secret trick. So if you listen to a book and have the pages of the book in front of you, you can comprehend the content two to three times faster than if you were just reading or listening on your own. And so if you want to literally read a book at two to three X normal speed, you buy the audiobook and you listen at two to three X. And then you have the physical book in your hand where you are turning the pages and looking at the words as you're listening. Yeah. As somebody who has done that before, I can vouch for it. It really does work. Fantastic tool, fantastic bit of advice. Although now I'm curious about our next question for you because it is advice related. What is the best piece of talent development related advice that you have ever been given? A mentor and a dear friend of mine is named Jack Daly. And Jack wrote a book titled Hyper Sales Growth. Um, He's in your field. Um, He travels around the world uh, training sales teams and sales managers, helping them achieve higher levels of performance. And he said to me a long time ago, as I was, you know, in the early days of starting my business, he said, Adam, your job is not to grow a company. And I looked at him like, wait a minute, I'm the CEO. That is 100% what my job is. And he said, Adam, your job is not to grow a company. Your job is to grow people that grow a company. And uh, that is some of the most important advice that I've ever received is that it's really growing people that is the most important thing. Because if you can grow the people, the growth of the business will take care of itself. Yeah, that is very powerful. I bet we have a lot of listeners today nodding and smiling right now because that is some excellent advice. Wow, that's well stated. All right. What is one thing that you are excited about that's coming up in the next year? Well, I have a lot that I'm excited about, uh, but uh, I am going to be a father. (gasps) Congratulations. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. Yeah. So, wow. uh, so my wife and I are very excited. Uh, we realize that our lives are going to change in dramatic and radical ways. And um, we will be responsible for another human, uh, which is uh, a big deal. And uh, we, we are not uh, approaching it lightly. I think, well, first of all, congrats. That is incredible news. I have no doubt that, yeah, your lives are going to be a little bit noisier, (laughs) more full, but that is just probably some of the best news that has been shared in Rapid Fire. We are thrilled for you. All right. One last question. I don't know if you can top that answer, but we're going to see what you can do. What is one thing within our talent development industry that you are deeply grateful for right now? 
Oh my God. I will tell you this, that it is people in professional development and talent development uh, and personal development um, that have changed my life forever. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, uh, I worked for a publishing company and they had a personal development book division. And I read every book that I could get my hands on. And that led me to people like Jim Rohn. And that led me to people like Brian Tracy. And then I found a marketing guy named Dan Kennedy. And then I found a guy named Tom Antion. And then I found, you know, somebody else and somebody else. And I've probably read 500 personal development books or professional development books in the last, I don't know, 15 years. And these books have helped me understand what is possible in life. They have given me a belief in myself and a level of confidence in myself to do more, expect more, and reach for more than anything that I could possibly have ever imagined. And it's the people in the business of training and talent development. It's each and every one of you uh, that have had a hand in making that possible. And I'm very grateful. Oh, wow. That is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That is really just a wonderful insight and just I agree with you. It, it, it's a big part of why things like community have become so important for us. Just such a great opportunity for growth. You and your listeners do very important work. Uh, <laughs> and I just want, I, I want everybody to realize how important it is and what a contribution it makes to the world at large. Oh, thank you. It's a reason we love being part of this community and certainly why we love our Metro DC ATD family here. <laughs> yes. Ditto. <laughs> oh, Adam, we're so happy you joined us today. Thank you for giving us the gift of your time. Ladies, what, what a pleasure it's been. And uh, I hope that my thoughts and words might uh, help some of your members to go out and do more and achieve more and be more and make a bigger impact and uh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Aww. And the thank you to my co-hosts as well. Yes, Adam, I'm so glad you so eloquently shared this information with us today. This was a great episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This is, you've made, you've made writing a book feel attainable. <laughs> yeah. And it is hard to do something like that with book writing, but I, I hope that you've inspired a lot of people to finally put fingertips to keyboards or maybe um, voice to computer and start finding some ways to to get their words out there. So thank you. You're welcome. So much fun. Thank you, ladies. Mm. And many thanks to our community for listening. Before you go, though, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Do you want to know how our members have leveraged resources that we share? And how you can benefit from that as well? Go to dcatd.org forward slash spotlight. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today. Mm -hmm.